Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of 24-7 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville. Or at Brupolo over in Tupelo, it would be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was in Tipler, Tipslersville. Tipsler, Tiplersville. I got it right eventually. Tiplersville. Oof, that was a uh, that was a struggle there, wasn't it? I, I couldn't. I thought it was like Tipler. Or so. I don't know what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, that would be a little weird. Nobody would expect that. So wherever you are in our great state, if you want to enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every day, it's just a click away. Go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and order it to be shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machine sits on your front counter, we got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com, that's the place to find the maroon and white merchandise you're looking for. Father's Day is just days away, guys. Don't leave Dad hanging. Don't show up on on Sunday the 18th with soap on a rope. Don't show up with a skin bracer three pack. I don't know if they still make those things. By the way, I did. Those were the the default Father's Day gifts when I was a kid. My skin dad skin bracer. Skin bracer. When for white right, for when right after you shave, you want to feel like you shaved again. Yes. With with no lubrication. You just want it hurts. skin to you know make it burn, <clears throat> baby. In the three, you know, at our, at three our colors: school. green, brown, and gray. Yeah, great color scheme. Yeah, at our, at our school, mm-hmm. if we had like a like stubble, yeah, for beard. Oh no, our principal would tell us <clears throat> to go shave. You'd like the the Gillette single blade, the single blade, oh. no shaving cream. You had oh, to go to the, the to the. Uh, so luckily for me, all I could grow was like three hairs on my chin. Well, you've gotten like better right, since then. Yeah, so I couldn't. It never. It, oh. it was never a problem for me, but. I knew people that get get like five o'clock shadows, mm-hmm. like at ten a.m. Mm-hmm. And my principal would tell them to go shave, and they would have the single blade with. Just, you'd have to just get soap in the bathroom. Come back a bloody mess, man. Yes, oh, like you've just been hacked to death in your face. My grandfather had like the Hall of Fame of old man colognes in his bathroom. He had the brute, ch- brute, old spice skin bracer and then he had the little the little vial of the septic powder you know what i'm talking about the powder you yes. cut to make it stop bleeding that man Dude, my dad was still prepared uses, to suffer every time he shaved my dad still uses brute like he has used brute my entire life he very just, manly like, he very just manly. puts it on his face and his neck like every morning like that's his cologne brute is french for big daddy i don't know if you knew that or not i've, I've heard that there you go but it sure hurts when after, I don't know after if shave. they sell uh, I don't know if they sell eau de bulldog at College Corner. 
But if they did, if there was an MSU cologne, they would sell it there because they have everything maroon and white. Check out their two locations in the Jackson area or shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler Startville's flagship restaurant. You know, I've been saying this for weeks. You know, dads, we're not, I don't, I'm not overly tied to Sunday, right? You're like, yeah, it's great. Also, Sunday is my daughter's, uh, Sunday the 18th is my daughter's 14th birthday. She and I have already had a summit, and uh, I, I get Sunday. She said she'll take Saturday. But if it had gone the other way, that was nice of her. I, I let her pick. I was like, whatever you want to do. And, uh, but if it had gone the other way, I'd just been like, well, you can just go to dinner Saturday night, and it would not hurt my feelings at all. So, if you want to take dad out to a nice dinner for Father's Day, I'll do it on Saturday night. Restaurant Tyler's a place. Let dad get a big steak. Get a couple of craft cocktails and maybe a stuffed pancake because dad deserves a great dessert. It's all available to you at Starbucks flagship restaurant, the best in town restaurant, Tyler. 16 Priority One Bank locations to serve you throughout central Mississippi. Find the one nearest you. Go to PriorityOneBank.com. Open an account today and start banking locally. Very important to bank locally. It's just as important as shopping locally and, and eating locally. You want your local banks to thrive because that's how your local businesses thrive. When you have strong local banks, you have strong local businesses, you have a strong community. It all starts with your local bank. So if you don't, if you're not a priority one bank customer, check out their website to find out more about their services and the people who make Priority One Bank great. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State's priority on offense this year, Robbie, is going to be explosive plays. We've talked to Kevin Barbet a number of times, and that's something he he tends to bring up. Uh, without a lot of prompting. Uh, you, you know they've got some some players who can be explosive playmakers. Tulu Griffin, Xavier Thomas. Uh, I think Woody Marks is a potential guy along those lines. But, we'll have to portnoy this here for a second, but we've been hearing about explosive plays for the last five years. Joe Moorhead came in talking about explosive plays. You know, Mike Leach in the air raid, you know, Lindsay, oh, there's going to be explosive plays. And they just, for whatever reason, hasn't happened. Is 2023 the year of the explosive play at Mississippi State? It's as good a time as ever. I think you have the opportunity with um, the players out there uh, to do it. And it's, it starts with, obviously, Xavion Thomas and Tula Griffin, just like you said. And they're two guys that everybody's expectations are extremely high for in the return game. We just haven't seen enough of them on the offensive side of the ball for people to really, you know, jump on that bandwagon nationally or regionally. I think that that has a, a, a chance to happen early in this offense because we've seen Chad Bumpfus, we've seen Kevin Barbet um, really talk highly of those two and getting them the football. And they've made a point to go out of their way talking about getting playmakers the football, making sure Tulu has the ball in space, making sure Xavion has the ball in space, things like that. So you have that chance here with two guys like that now at, in your arsenal. Because I, I felt like they were really getting wasted. And you know, it's kind of – it's still a little early on Xavion mm -hmm. to say that he was going to get wasted in the air raid. But they really misused Tulu Griffin in the air raid the last two years. I mean, there's there's really no way around that. Right. He, he should have been put in the slot. They should have ran sets for him. They should have ran – they should have designed plays specifically for him – because anybody that gets the ball in their hands on a kickoff return and can navigate a kickoff return routinely the way that Tulu Griffin does can do the same thing on the offensive side of the ball. There's 
there's really no difference. If a guy can get in the open field on a kickoff return, he can get in the open field against a defense on the offensive side of the ball. Um, that there's, I mean, those kind of guys are the ones that that break games open for you, and they just didn't do that enough for him in the air room. And I think having him swallowed up on the outside was a big reason for that. I, I just I didn't think that was a good spot for him, and I never – you and I went on and on about how strange that was, and they just never really um, utilized him the way that they should have there. So, you know, I, I like the prospects of Atula Griffin and Xavier Thomas in this style of offense because I really believe that this coaching staff is going to do what it takes to make sure that those guys have the ball where they need it. Especially when you think about the way they're going to to utilize Griffin and Thomas as part of the running game. I definitely agree that those two guys are the top two. But I'm excited about Woody Marks. I think Woody Marks is an explosive playmaker who is who's not been given a lot of opportunities to make explosive plays. Um, you know, most of his receptions in the air raid offense were check down catches where he couldn't do much. Um, you know, you saw a couple of op- a couple of times where he was able to get outside on some runs. You know, the LSU game strikes me as one. Uh, he had a run like that in the in the bowl game as a true freshman against Tulsa. These are all great opportunities for him in this offense, and I, I think that you're going to see Woody Marks be a much more explosive playmaker. But beyond those guys, because I think those are, if you asked a Mississippi State fan about the top playmakers, those are the top three. Is there another one that really stands out to you? The the one that does for me is Justin Robinson. Because I think, you know, when we talk about throwing the ball vertically, you think about those outside receivers, those big, tall receivers. I, th- I think he's going to be given a lot of 50-50 ball opportunities down the field this year. And especially with Rodgers, who I think is, has a good enough arm. But it, again, as we've said many times before, he's not throwing at 60, 70 yards down the field. But he can throw that ball up in, you know, 35, 40 yards back shoulder throws and give Robinson, who's a big physical receiver, some, some opportunities there. Yeah, I think so. He he's a different kind of playmaker, but he could have some big plays for you too. I, I don't see him being a guy like Tulu or Zabion that, you know, if they get you throw him a swing pass or something and they get a nice hole, they're taking it to the to the house. I don't think he's that kind of player, but he's a guy that's going to win you plays in the end zone, third down plays, um uh, a, a guy that can catch the ball, you know, 20, 25 yards out and win those one on one battles. He can he can have some explosive plays too. Uh, I don't think he's going to be a big yards after catch guy, but you're talking about a different kind of explosive play out of him. And then uh, you know Woody, I think Woody in this offense is going to be uh, afforded more opportunities because I, I just feel like there's not going to be that typical. You know we're we're handing the ball off to 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 our running back right here, and it's just going to be a straight dive play, and we're just trying to get three or four yards. I think they're going to have a much different looking offense uh, for Woody Marks this year, and I think he's going to like that. I, I don't know if we'll have a whole lot of, you know, players pinning their ear back, ears back and, you know, shooting out of a cannon to kill Woody Marks like we've seen the last two years, two or three years. I mean, that guy's just been absolutely yeah. obliterated out there. So, um, you know, this is a – I think this offense is going to be better suited for him. And I think you'll see a, a little more explosiveness out of him this year. We saw it a couple of times last year. But I think this is a chance for him to really kind of break through. And, yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, this, this could be a big year for him and also Justin Robinson. Anybody we're leaving out? I mean, I don't think that there's going to be explosive plays coming from the tight end position. 
But I do think that those guys, those two guys, along with Robinson, to me, are big-time red zone targets. So maybe not explosive plays, but scoring plays. I think when State gets inside the 10, they're going to be looking for Godey, Spivey, and Robinson in, in in some order of that of those three. Or, you know, they they finished off some drives the last couple of years running the football. They did. Um, you know, they were really good. When they got inside the 10, they were usually scoring. But, uh, you know, Jordan Mosley, I mean, that, that's a guy we're not talking about a whole lot right Just now. Just haven't seen enough of him, though. I, I, we haven't, but I think – I. I think that he could be a surprise. I mean, I, I thought he had a really good spring. You you didn't see a ton of him mm-hmm. um, in the spring game and all that, but I, it would not surprise me in the least if he was kind of a breakthrough candidate for Mississippi State. And that's a guy that's got those capabilities there at wide receiver. Um, I'm trying to think about, you know, I'm interested to see what Creed Whitmore looks like. He, he really made a jump during the spring getting in here and – for a freshman to stand out within like the first couple of uh, practices, mm-hmm. that usually says a lot about where they're going to be. If a true freshman isn't in there getting lost in the shuffle, you can usually circle that guy. Yeah. And I think that's what you're probably going to see with him. I think you're going to see a really good career out of Cree Whitmore at Mississippi State. And it, I, at this point, I'd be a little surprised if he isn't playing this year. Yeah, he 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 seems like he is going to get snaps this year. Um, I think he could also be a guy. Yeah, State special teams are so interesting to me because you got the top dogs, right? You got Thomas and, and Griffin are the best two returners in the game, in my opinion. I, I will vote them first team All SEC when we get to media days in, in July. Creed Whitmore strikes me as a guy who could be a contributor on special teams, as does Seth Davis. But I think I think. The addition of Kevon Lee almost certainly spells a red shirt for Seth Davis, but Whitmore is a guy that, again, I think can 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 make some plays for Mississippi State in the passing game, maybe a little bit in the running game. And don't forget, he was a, a great high school quarterback. There, there's going to be, I think, there's going to be some some trick play opportunities there for him as well. So that's another guy, Robbie. You're right that that Mississippi State fans should be keeping their eye on. And Mosley is another one. The again, we just haven't seen him in game action, but when we've seen him in practice. He's looked really good, you know. He, he sort of got, you know. I hope he's not going to win the John Harris Award for for you yeah. know for for spring practices, but he's been good in spring practice. He's been good in fall camp. If he can translate that to the field, you've really got something there for Mississippi State. So that's good stuff. Uh, before we go into our SEC preview, all right, we talked about it at length yesterday. Add him to the class. Fred Fat Clark, three-star linebacker out of Winona High School uh, in Winona, Mississippi, has flipped from Ole Miss to Mississippi State. Do you consider it a, is it a flip? Do flips have to happen simultaneously? Or if, if there's, I mean, there's a gap, is there a flip? What, 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 what's our what's the official thunder and lightning ruling on this? I'm usually a it's got to be directly right. committed to someone and then committing to the other team, right? But I think if it's if it's you know very clear that the person decommitted from a certain school to commit to the other school, mm-hmm. it's a flip, and so he decommitted. He decommitted from Ole Miss on campus at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and three days later, three or four days later, he's committed to Mississippi State. It's a flip. All right. 
call it a flip then. Mississippi State has flipped Ole Miss commitment Fat Clark. Elite net name, by the way. Elite yes. football name. That's a guy, if for no other reason, I'm pulling for him to be successful just so I can hear Fat Clark on the tackle a lot in the next four or five years. Yeah, it's one of those things. Like, I, t- I talked to, uh, you know, we were discussing this, like, Stonka Burnside and mm-hmm. Fat Clark on the same yeah. class would be great. I, t- I talked to – I talked to st- uh, this was last year. I talked to Stonka and his mom, and I, s- I asked them, can I refer to Stonka in stories and everything as Stonka? Like, mm-hmm. would you be okay if I just ref- – if I wrote about just Stonka? And they mm-hmm. were completely on board with it. That's Nobody calls him Braylon. No. So – he, so on on his on the roster, if he comes to Mississippi State, he will probably be Stonka Burnside. We need to keep take that a I, step further and just lose the Burnside and just be Stonka. Just Stonka. Be like one I mean, that, That's basically what he is, like Kobe Goldberg. So we need to get Fat Clark needs to let Mississippi State know he wants to be fat, not not like fat, but like I'm just saying he wants to be referred to as know? fat. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's what Ra Ra did. He was Rodarius. You're right. State has, over the last few years, honestly, has had incredible nicknames. You have Tulu Griffin. You had Ra Ra Thomas. Uh, you have Woody Marks. You have Dollar Bill. Uh, you had Jun- people called Emmanuel Forbes Jr. Um, you had uh, Buki Watson. I mean, just, just incredible, incredible names at Mississippi State. Fat Clark. Adds to the uh, the legacy of that, and so with that, Mississippi State's class uh, up to number twenty seven uh, nationally. That's a huge jump when you consider where they were just a few weeks ago, uh, and it, it feels like more to come. Let's play our one of our favorite games, which is let's try to uh, guess stuff from a uh, Twitter feed of a eighteen year old. But our good friend JJ Harrell, the receiver out of North Panola, currently committed to Tennessee. Uh, has removed all the Tennessee stuff from his Twitter profile. So, it's almost like... What do you got? It's, it's almost like we called this like three months ago when he committed to Tennessee, that he would not stick there. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. Um, and in reality, I mean, with Tennessee, I mean, that's a great spot for a receiver. If he goes to Tennessee, I feel like he'd be successful because that offense oh, yeah. is yeah. great for receivers. But he already... I, I will say this, and I, I, I honestly believe this. I believe that if Mike Leach were still with us, and I, again, I, I, I do hate coming back to that, but it, it, it's relevant. It's going to be relevant for at least another year. I think that both J.J. Harrell and Norreal White would be committed to Mississippi State. Probably. I think both of those guys were leaning towards Mississippi State. They wanted to play in the air raid. They knew they would get a lot of passes. And then when everything changed, everything changed with them. But now they're starting to, you know, I don't know about White at this point. Maybe he's gotten away. But with Harold, it feels like you know, this was always going to be the, the landing spot for him. Well, and, you know, like with White, you're at the point now where, like, how many high school guys are you going to take at wide receiver? Right. Um, so if I'm if I'm picking, if say State's going to take three more guys, looks like San Francisco McGee is a favor to Chad Bumpus. So uh, you know, it looks like they're going that direction. The other two guys would be for me, JJ Harold and Stonka. So, you know, you really can't lose if you had a Norwell, Rock, Norwell White in there as well. <clears throat> you really can't lose. I think, to me, J.J. Harrell and Stonka would be my top two choices. Those are your top and, two and guys. Bumpus has been really high. 
it seems like on McGee as well. So, and we don't, we're not mentioning uh, Mayfield, who's already committed to Mississippi State out of uh, Louisiana. And I, I still don't really understand taking him this early when That's they did. That, that, you, that was that was a kind of a surprise. You feel like that could be a, a if they feel if they especially if they felt like they could get Noriel White. That that's one that might get processed out a little later, and you know, come football season, you find out he, he's like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up my recruiting, and in reality, it's uh, Mississippi State told me they weren't, they were not gonna let me sign with them. Well, I mean, how many I hate? How but many? It is what it is. Yeah, but how many? How many wide receivers do you need in this offense? I mean, because there's well, the problem you're is you're gonna be playing like four or five guys. I, I agree with what you're saying, but you're gonna lose Tulu at the end of the year. You're gonna lose Justin Robinson at the end of the year. Maybe. Um, maybe. They're maybe. both babies. They both have eligibility. You've got some senior receivers there, and you've had a lot of guys go out in the portal. You got you need to, you know, especially if you can get four star top talent, you got to bring those guys in. And then if you if it you know, if you can, you process out the other guys. That's well, I mean, look at your I mean, you're correct. I mean, look at the wide receivers, they have dwindled down quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, I mean you're, you're looking at five this offseason, right? With Ra Ra, Katie yeah. gone, Marquez Dorch is gone, Justin Brown is gone. Um. Oh, I'm missing at least one. Uh, Janoris Hobson is gone, and that doesn't count Caleb Ducking, who is still in the portal somehow. Caleb, friend. Oh, he he's out. He he uh, he took part uh, in he took part in um pro day. I mean, it's, okay. he was not going to get that extra year. He I don't wasn't. know why they it's time, it's time to go time to go find a job. I have no idea why the NCAA even let him enter the portal because he had no years remaining. That was. We, they, we talked about that for Let me ask you this question. Months. Is he actually in the portal, or did he just say he was in the portal? He was in the portal. Okay, then I don't know. But I just don't, like, there was no way he was going to get an extra year. Right, I knew that. Um, but, I mean, looking at the looking at the roster, okay, you have – well, um, Robinson has another year, so. Um, yeah, but if he has a big we'll year, see. he could go. <clears throat> he could, but I just don't see that. Yeah. Um, for sure – even including him, you basically have you had Jordan Mosley, Xavion Thomas, D- Jacoby Belazar, and Creed Whitmore. You have four scholarship guys returning. Yeah. So I mean, uh, we yeah, are looking. You probably there. do need a big class here. Probably, probably going to probably go for another guy too. They will. Um, you know, you, you're going to have an opportunity to bring Jaden Wally back if he wants to come back. Yeah, through NIL, whatever. Yeah. You're going to have an opportunity to get Griffin back. You're going to have an opportunity to get Robinson. So I mean. It's not a dire situation or anything, but yeah, I mean, I'm on board now with you got to bring in some guys here. And there, there's going to be some early playing time opportunities. Listen to there. these quotes, by the way, from Fred, from Fat Clark. Pretty honest stuff here. After I committed to Ole Miss, this is from uh, 24-7, this is Paul Jones's article. After I committed to Ole Miss, everything seemed to go downhill with their coaches and they didn't talk to me as much. But yeah. Mississippi State coaches always hit me up from day one. It was my first offer. Coach Arnett and Coach Brock would text me every day. We have a great bond. We always have. It always feels good being back, and all the coaches are cool with me. The coaches actually pushed me harder after I committed to Ole Miss. Uh, and what was the last thing he said here that, that got that made me? Uh, I thought he said something else here that that, that caught my attention here. Right? But anyway, I mean, yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of falls in line with what I was saying yeah. on the Sunday, the Monday podcast. Yeah. Is, I, I don't, I think that that really kind of rubbed them the wrong way. The coaching staff kind of took him for granted there after he committed, mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't think the family was really happy with how that was going. And Mississippi State, like he said, 
continued to recruit him pretty hard. Yeah. And it goes back to what we're saying. The, the staff is playing the long game with this recruiting class. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've stayed on these guys. J.J. Harrell is another guy they've just constantly been talking to. Kane and Daniels, the, these guys that are committed to other places, Mississippi State continues to just recruit them. And that that's what you have to do because circumstances change. Uh, players, get, you know, get tired of the, the school they're committed to. You have to continue to recruit them. And see what happens. I think that's how State needs to approach a guy like Daniel Hill. Hadn't been over here a ton. He just included State in his top eight. You know at some point Alabama and some of those teams might go in a different direction. Stay on the kid, see what happens, and you know eventually you might be able to land a kid like that. And right now I would say Daniel Hill is probably leaning to out of State. But as long as you continue to recruit him and you have that relationship, circumstances change. You never know what happens. You're right. You're right. So we will continue to monitor. I expect more commitments to come in in the next month or so. And state sitting on what did I say? It was seven commitments. Now is it seven or eight? Uh, eight commitments. I I expect by the time we get to Labor Day, that that number will be at least doubled. Yeah. So we'll see. It's gonna grow. All right. Let's move on into the uh, SEC preview. That's brought to you by our good friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council. Who want to remind you that beef it's what's for dinner. Whatever you're looking to cook for your family on a weeknight, if you're looking for some easy meal ideas, they've got plenty of great recipes at msbeef.org that make beef the star of the show. Your family's going to be happy when they come home and they find out you've cooked up a great meal with them starring beef. Delicious meals and nutritious meals. Protein, vitamins, minerals, all that stuff that's healthy. You know, I'll, I'll be the first one to tell you. I'm not the expert on that particular subject, but, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. So... I, and I, I think I'm doing some red meat this weekend, uh, Robbie. I think it's Mississippi pot roast time. It's been too long. Oof. That's not a bad way to do your uh, Saturday afternoon, Friday I, evening, whatever you want to do. I cooked some ribs uh, this weekend, but when I was at the store, they had a special on chuck roast, and they were, there's all these beautiful, big, like, four- and five-pound chuck roasts sitting out there. I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing next weekend. Just immediately oh, yes. caught me. So there you go. I'm doing it. You should, too. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find smoked southern soul food. Robbie just told you yesterday he's been there three times in like 10 days. You need to to do the same thing. You need to be that kind of customer. You need to be a Falk-level customer of Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great food. A gold member. (laughs) I love gold. Robbie loves gold. He is the Faja. I love smoked wings. <laughs> I, I I don't speak freaky deaky Dutch, Robbie. <laughs> oh, the father. Yes. A bong and a blitz. Smoking a pancake? Smoking a pancake? No. Uh, Rob, Robbie had an unfortunate smelting accident. Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough of, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if the people who pay us to do their ad reads really listen to what we're saying because I think we no get, they don't I think we'd get more complaints if if they did. <laughs> Anywho, smoked smoked Southern soul food. It's what you'll find at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Smoking Great. a pancake. <laughs> they they used to have a little. Uh, they used to do brunch, and so yeah, 
You could oh, have- that would have. Oh, yeah. man. Ah, uh, yeah. Great products, great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems, and they have for going on 48 years. I'm almost, I'm like a two months away from being able to say close to 49 years. I can't wait for the 50th anniversary. That's going to be a fun one. So we're going to we're gonna have some fun with that. Um, but you can, uh, I don't know if you can have fun, but if, if saving money and having great service is fun for you, well, then I've got you covered at Advantage Business Systems. Whenever you need technology, if you need a new copier or printer, computers, laptops, whatever it is, you call Advantage Business Systems. And then if you do need service, call them back. No 1-800 number, no call center, no out-of-state technicians, just Mississippi people taking care of you. A lot of times on the same day that you call in. Your business can't afford to wait around, so you need to deal with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192, or you're going to visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems helps your business do business. Excuse me. The Rogue and the Collegiate Collection. I don't even know what you just did. It just made me laugh, though. The Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. Again, Father's Day just a few weeks away. If you're in the Jackson area, stop by the Rogue and have a look at the great Mississippi State polos they have there. Stylish, comfortable, and most importantly, they have the logos that you, the fan, want. We know. We know. Robbie and I know. All right. We know, and you know that we know that you don't, you're not interested in gigantor. Enormo banner M anymore. All right. You want a nice, simple, understated state script M over S on the polo. That's all you want. The Rogue has it. You don't have to look any further than the Rogue. Shop online at therogue.com or visit the Rogue in Jackson. Don't live the three stripe life. Shop at the Rogue. Dolce, 7 30 a.m., Tuesday through Saturday, serving Starkville's coolest breakfast. It's, it, it, you know, it's not just bacon and eggs. It's not just, you know, not just a smoking a pancake. It's it's really cool bagels. It's breakfast sandwiches, and they've got a great, great selection of coffee. Get your day started with a coffee from Dolce. Grab a breakfast sandwich or a bagel. Head to the office. That's a, as good a start to the day as you can possibly imagine. And then for lunch, a selection of artisanal grilled cheeses. Oh, and by the way, they have delicious gelato all the time. So whenever you need a sweet treat or a pick-me-up, head over to 509 University Drive and enjoy yourself at Dolce. We're at South Carolina today for our SEC preview. The Gamecocks, kind of the flavor du jour this year in the East, the same way that Florida was a couple years ago. Kentucky kind of was last year. This year, everybody's got their eye on the Gamecocks. I think most people would tell you that they're going to pick them to finish third in the East behind Georgia and Tennessee. Let's see if that that pans out when we get through this schedule. Uh, and It's a good, good first week for them. Good game. Uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, 6.30 kickoff on ABC. They will take on North Carolina. Poten- I-, I talked about this game the other day on, on uh, Sports Talk. The potential number one pick of the draft against a former potential number one pick in the draft. Yeah. An interesting game. You know, North Carolina, I feel like people have been trying to hype them up and talk about you know their own – they're on the way to the top for a while now, mm-hmm. and they're just that I just don't see it. But I don't know. I kind of feel like they're going to win this game. North Carolina. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I I, I just like May better than I like uh, Rattler. Right. So yeah, yeah. Cause I, th- I think we I think we continue not us, but. People were people get lost in those last couple of games in the regular season that they played. 
uh, South Carolina, that is. They were they were and, they were not good prior to that. No, they weren't. He, I'm not, I'm not going to take those two games and make a, you know, this brass generalization on this kid when we've yeah. kind of seen a little bit more they, of him. So, it was anyway, I was go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go. I, I was just saying I'm going to go North Carolina. I think here. I mean, they were six and four. And then they they had two top ten teams remaining, and everybody's like, okay, they're going six and six. And then Spencer Rattler came out and played incredible football, and they were dominant in those two games. But don't you know they did play the other ten games that year? Yeah, you have to take all that into account. And I do think he has the skill. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I think the arm is there. I think the mobility is there. Like I you know he does definitely has the skill. He's got the skills. It's just but, been so inconsistent. Now, if exactly. it somehow just all clicks with him, then we'll yeah. see. All right, so one and one the next week when they play Furman. And mm-hmm. then they have as tough a three-game stretch as anybody's going to have outside of Mississippi State. State's next three games after you know week three, week four, week five. LSU at home, at South Carolina, Alabama at home. It's a little tougher for South Carolina because they start off at Georgia, then Mississippi State at home, and then at Tennessee. Both of these teams is just going to try to get to one and two in this stretch. If they're one, mm. the team that's zero and three is going to be in trouble. The team that's the good news for state is they should be two and zero when they play LSU. And I we we've gotten <clears throat> one and one here, but this is a tough stretch. We'll start with Georgia at Georgia. I will say this: South Carolina through the years has found a way to beat Georgia sometimes when you least expect it. So this would certainly be one of those times. But I think Georgia is just too much of a machine right now. Yeah, playing on the road, that's a tough place to win, Sanford yeah. Stadium. I'm going with Georgia there. I'm going to agree with you. Uh, and then you have the game that, we're, that everybody's kind of got circled over here in Starkville. This is a huge game. It's it's the swing game of the season for both teams. I like Mississippi State here. Really? I like Mississippi State to go on the road and win this game. What's kind of your reasoning there? I think State is uh, defensively can can get to Rattler, and when you get to Rattler and pressure him, it it, it, it he he does not respond to that well. Yeah. Uh, I think they can slow down South Carolina's running game, and then offensively, you know, South Carolina was not great defensively. Even if you watch the Clemson and the South Carolina games, or the Clemson and the uh, Tennessee games, they were giving up yards and points in those games. They gave up a ton of yards and points uh, to to Notre Dame. I just defensively, I think state's going to be able to move the football on them. So, and and Rogers has been pretty good on the road. He's won at Auburn. He's won at Texas A and M. He's won at Ole Miss. I think I think he can win here. And I think this is a similar kind of team to those teams as far mm-hmm. as you know the the caliber opponent. Yeah, I think state can win this game too. It, this is one of my toss up games for the year, mm-hmm. and kind of a you know a turning point potentially for Mississippi State. We, you talked about the schedule, mm-hmm. and both teams in this exact same spot are kind of at a crossroads. Yeah. I, I feel like this is a game that state has to win. To, if you want to get to the, the eight, nine win area, which is where we've kind of predicted them. I think they can win eight games. If you want to get to eight or nine wins, this is a must win. I feel like for Mississippi state, you have a veteran team. You have guys that have played in this league for four years now, some of them five, six years. You should be able to go on the road and win a game like this against South Carolina. The, the talent has improved at Carolina, but Mississippi State has a team capable of winning this game. So I'm going to go with State, even with South Carolina having the home field advantage. If this was in Starville, I'd take State by 10 points. This mm-hmm. is going to be a good game. I think it's one that State really needs to win. 
And for South Carolina, right. I mean, this is a man. You're t- you're staring down the barrel of. So we've got we've got them one, one and four. four. Yeah, we've yeah. got them one and four. One and four, and then you got four. Tennessee. They get the bye week, which they would desperately need at one and four. Then they play Florida. Florida was the game a year ago where you were like, "What is this South Carolina team?" Florida beat them thirty-eight to six. Just absolutely mauled them. I, I would think South Carolina bounces back and gets that win this year, but that was the weirdest game last year. Yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take South Carolina just with it, I, and I think we did. We did, did. Are you keeping up with our? I am predictions by the by the way. Yes. What did we say on this game? I just want to make sure. Oh, I, I, have, I, mean, I have not. Uh, Kept up game to game. I've only kept up, but we, I think with we the both records. Took, I think we both took because this game is in Columbia. I think we both took. Yeah, Carolina. I just don't have a ton of faith in Florida, and I think that South Carolina is really good at home. And I, you know, this is a this is a game I think they should win. So I'm, I'm going to take Carolina. Okay, me too. So two and four, which they would need. Um, then they're at Missouri. I think we both like them there. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. I mean, Missouri's so weird. They they like they ruin people's seasons, but they're not they very good. They always find a game that they should not win, but they win it. I'm gonna go with Missouri here. I think they can win this. I think their offense is gonna be okay. They're playing at home, which I mean, it's not a super. Great home field advantage, but I think they can win this game. Ooh, that would be a real blow. To I mean, uh, what, you're looking at what two and five. Yeah. Oh boy. I mean, yeah, that's surely that's, they're not going to be this bad. And, and, two and five. I'm going to have them three and four. I'm going to have them beating uh, Missouri. Missouri. But goodness, if you're right, two and five. This, now we're getting into the disaster zone for Shane Beamer. Yeah, and people are going to start getting tired of the little gimmicky of the shtick. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. All right. So you say two and five. I'm going to say three and four. Then they're at Texas A&M. I thought they're going to lose that game. Robbie, you got this team falling apart here. <laughs> you are. It's official. Robbie's a cock hater. He's a cock hater. He doesn't like the Cox. All right. I'm going to say they beat A&M. I don't don't like A&M. So I've got them back to four and four. We'll get them to five and four with me and three and five with you because they play Jacksonville State. Mm -hmm. And then they have Vanderbilt at home. I think they can get that one as well. So now I'm six and four. They're okay. Are they six and four? That can't be right. Oh, no, they only got two games left. Six and four. You're going to say to Vanderbilt? Yes. All right, four the, and five. Oh, no, no, four and... Four and six. Four and, four and six? Four and six, Robbie. Oh. Kentucky at home. I think they win that game. That's interesting. I think, I think they go... I think they win five games. They've kind of had Kentucky's number over the past few years, too. I'm going to give them that one as well. So I've got them seven and four... And then I'll have them lose to Clemson to finish seven and five. But you're going to say five and seven. Yes. That's a tough one. I'm, I'm surprised, to be honest with you. But you might be higher on, on South Carolina. But I uh, just don't, you know, they're just like, 
So you think, you know, you really think that, I mean, I, I know those last two games of the year, or not, I'm sorry, those last two regular season games, they're obviously very fluky, but you really think they were fluky. Yeah, I mean, like, they, they got this guy from Arkansas running their defense that was like the – No, 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 running their offense. Their offense, I'm sorry, yeah. my bad. Their offense, Dow, uh, what's his name? Dowdle, Dowdle, Dowdle Logan. Logans. Logans or something. Yeah. I mean, if if state if you're going to be skeptical of Mississippi State and their offense, don't you have to be skeptical of this guy? I mean, he, this is a guy that wasn't running the offense at Arkansas. Mississippi State at least I got agree. a guy that was an off the offensive coordinator. So, like I, you know, I've seen people that. You know, these Homer media out there that just think it's just going to be this great offense, we haven't seen the guy as an offense coordinator unless – I could be wrong. I mean, has he been an offense coordinator before? He was in the NFL, and it was it was with the Jets. Really bad results. Oh, okay. So, there we go. I mean, what like, why are we supposed to believe that this offense is automatically going to translate to the SEC really well? I just I mean, don't I'm, see it. So I, I'm skeptical of this just, team. I, I just like, feel like uh, talent-wise, they're going to be enough to win seven games. I, you uh, picking them to lose to Florida and A&M surprised me. Surprised me. I won't lie. You're full of surprises, Robbie. Well, no, I picked them to beat Florida. I picked them to lose to Missouri. Missouri. Missouri's the one. Yeah, like, yeah, it yeah. came out of nowhere. All right. Uh, go back to the West next week, Robbie. Who do you want? We can't do Arkansas. Uh, Auburn. Auburn Tigers. Will the circle be unbroken? By and by, Lord, by and by. All right. Um, There's a better yes. massage therapist oh, oh, in no. the sky. Lord. Okay. In St. Petersburg, in Tampa Bay. All right. We'll be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's the rumblings. Get your questions in. We'll fire off the tweet. Now. And uh, we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.